six world music. Give me six world music. Give me six world music. Six world music. Six world music. All right. Hello. Um, and welcome to Gary's Sixth World Music Podcast. My name is Chris K. Um, also known as Cure BDC. Um, this is the podcast where I take a deeper dive into the weekly submissions from reddit.com slash r slash sixthworldmusic. Um, but I want to be clear, though. Um, I want to encourage people to support the original artists um, and buy their music. Um, so I'm only going to be sampling about 10% or 30 seconds of each song. Um, so, you know, don't sue me. <laughs> other, than, other than my own music. Like what's playing in the background. So a little bit about me is that I'm a high school history teacher. I specialize in psychology, um, U.S. history, and world history. Um, I've also made music in my band Figurehead um, in San Francisco. We played prog rock music. I played synthesizers and keyboards. Um, and I also played in an experimental outsider band called Suicide Pact. Um, then we <laughs> changed our name to The Dearly Retarded. Uh, followed by, finally, Gorgy Corgi. So that's what's playing in the background. That was also out of San Francisco. Although now I'm living in Sacramento because it's too expensive in San Francisco. I actually just had my last uh, day teaching in Salinas, and so now I'm looking for stuff in Sacramento. Okay. So, let's get into it. Um... Basically, this week marks the 182nd Best of Sixth World Music, um, and Gary decided to call it um, Nightmare Pop Post-Vaporwave Nipple Erector Core, um, after the theme of the submissions. Um, basically, I'm going to go through the top 15, starting with 15, although I will say... Um, the 15, um, is kind of arbitrary anyway, but the top submission is going to be number one, and so everything else is kind of whatever we want. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a, uh, I'm going to say the title, and then I'm going to play the, uh, sample of the music, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. All right. So let's start with number 15. So this is Teleferique and De Fabrique. <laughs> uh, the song's called Transit. This is um, Experimental Industrial Noise, which, yeah, definitely, definitely qualifies for that.
<laughs> Could listen to that forever. Uh, so this was released in 1993, um, and this is some experimental, really forward-thinking industrial. I would say uh, it's incredibly raw and rhythmic, uh, but it has an emphasis on feedback effects and analog sounds, especially, which um, in 1993 is not what's supposed to be going on. Uh, this dude's holding it down with some of the the classic roots of industrial, like like throbbing gristle. Um, also, there's an interesting, really cool drum machine at the end that sounds really crisp. Uh, it reminds me of, like, you know, hip-hop, like, 808 stuff. Um, to give some perspective, too, in 93, um, Nine Inch Nails releases uh, Broken, which really catapults, you know, metal and industrial, um, even more than the first album, uh, uh, you know, Pretty Hate Machine. Um, <clears throat> the album uh, that this comes off of is PWZ, it's called, um, which seems pretty rare. There's only 500 that were made. Um, it's about, I think, 50 bucks on Discogs. I definitely want to have it. <laughs> um, so yeah, solid, solid stuff, man. Okay, now let's go with something a little different. This is Hecra. The song's called... The, uh, the Mint That Grows Behind the Dumpster. Um, so this is described as shoegazy, ethereal, emo metal, mathcore, and it hits hard when it wants to. We're going to listen to... Ah, we can't listen to too much of it. Uh, let's do 30 seconds. I think that should be enough to see what it has to offer. Yeah, <laughs> so this was recorded in 2015, uh, and this is a modern, clear mishmash of genres like screamo and synth pop and indie. But these guys, I have to admit, pull it off fantastically. Um, they define themselves as experimental post-hardcore, which is pretty accurate. Um, and I really love that bubblegum synth that plays throughout it, starting at the beginning. Uh, I just have fond memories of like. Every band having a microcorg in the early 2000s reminds me of that. I, uh, I was friends with the dude from Arsonists Get All the Girls or whatever from San Jose. And uh, yeah, it, that reminds me exactly of that, that those emo days. Um, it also reminds me of the Locust and Blood Brothers a little bit and Head Wound City. Um, but it has this sweeter quality, like bringing it back to the roots of emo. Um, apparently, this is an interesting fact I was looking up about these guys, is that they recorded it onto a VHS, and then took the audio out of it, and then that's what you're hearing. So it sounds, like, distorted and messed up. It's great. (laughs) And some more interesting facts. So the name, uh, the mint that grows behind the dumpster, I guess, is literal. Uh, they're referring to this restaurant outside of Chicago, um, oh, what was the name of it? Damn. Um, but I guess there was mint growing outside the dumpster of this, of this restaurant, and the, uh, 
the guys who made it said that the restaurant serves mojitos. So it's like, are they using the mint from the dumpster, man? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> All right. Um, so now this next one. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're from Chicago, by the way. Um, so this next one is called Black Zone Myth Chant is the name of the band. And the song is My Glory Will Be to Sing Eternal Law. Um, so this is described by the poster as abstract drone and screw. Check this out. about a sixth of it um so this is from 2011 so this is modern um and i was surprised to see that this is a french guy um but he's clearly influenced by psychedelic stuff um and world music for sure um a few people describe him as sun Ra meets dj screw which is pretty sweet yeah I, i agree um i love that ambient hypnotic uh, repetition thing he's doing with the slowed down chopped vocals um a lot of the time with the chopped vocals you get like the the you know trap beats and you get the really overly rhythmic stuff so this this is kind of not as rhythmic it's very ambient which is kind of refreshing um he focuses on the ambience and the mood uh i gotta say though he, looking at this guy, he's this long-haired, hippie French guy, and uh, his name, Black Zone Mythchant, really is, is flirting with dangerous territory, you know, he's a, he's a very, very white guy, um, but it, he has another moniker called uh, High Wolf, and I do like it better than High Wolf, but it probably <laughs> describes him better. <laughs> Alright, um, very cool though, very cool. Okay, now here's a pick from me. This is number 12 that we're on now, by the way. Um, So this is Fire Tools with Interbeing. This is described by me as post-vaporwave, death metal, and nightmare pop. I really wish we could listen to the whole thing. All right, uh... So that's the beginning part. I just want to show you where it kind of changes. Okay, here we go. Um, This is near the end of the song. It still has these, you know, blissed out kind of vibes, but then, and very vapor wavy, but then it turns into this. (laughs) 
So I will say that I'm usually not a fan of Vaporwave. Um, but I appreciate um, the point of Vaporwave, which is trying to create a new genre um, in like our modern times. But at this point, if you make Vaporwave, I would say you missed the boat. <laughs> That's why I love this artist who's trying to push Vaporwave out of its, you know, rule set. Um, this was recorded last year, I guess, uh, in Chicago as well, as well as that emo band. Um, and I was surprised to find out that she's been in the game since, like, the 90s. Um, like, given how Bleeding Edge knew this sounds, um, she's kind of a veteran. <laughs> um, and it seems like she's, like, the real deal, I gotta say, um, as far as internet culture stuff goes. I like this one review of this called uh, called it a 10-car pileup of retouched elevator music. Yeah. I would describe it as, you know, loving contradictions and campy technicolor. Um, very meta, obviously. But another great part about her <laughs> is that when I was looking her up, information about her, it says she died in 2010, according to the internet, which shows you that she is messing around with the idea of people looking her up, <laughs> which is great. Um, I'd like to think that she's in, like, another dimension or something, releasing this music um, with Gary kind of trying to communicate universal truths to us through this uh, blinding music. It's it's amazing. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about number 11, The Caretaker. I didn't know this guy. Um, so the name of the song is A Summer Romance. It didn't have any um, descriptors on it, but uh, let's just check it out. Um, so this was released in 1999, um, and you know, on first listen, it seems kind of, like, boring, <laughs> but this is, like, some spooky carousel music stuff, um, and that's exactly what he's going for. So, this guy, the, the caretaker, has been doing this for a while, um, and this album is called Selected Memories from a Haunted Ballroom, or from the Haunted Ballroom. So he knows what he's doing. He was inspired by the, the ballroom scene in The Shining, which is awesome. Uh, and his work that, he, that he's trying to conjure, the image he's trying to conjure is nostalgia and ambience and mood. Um, <laughs> one of his genre titles is Hauntology. So that's pretty epic. Um, he's got a huge catalog. I would say this one is more uh, weirder. He has like some some stuff that's more um, to the point. And you got to respect his vision. He really is creating, I think, what he's going for. So that's always good. Um, and he's very weird. 
Yeah, so check out his uh, Bandcamp, by the way, the, the caretaker.bandcamp.com. Uh, he's got a lot of great off-putting, spooky music. All right. So now let's let's talk about number 10. Uh, this is Giant Swan with Salted. Um, this was described as acid industrial. Um, I would say there's some techno in there too, but let's check this out. <laughs> pause it there ah it's good though um so i will say this is a very strange band because it seemed like their heyday was like 2011 um and so this song is from a compilation from croatia um it's called li money sign 008 so this was released in 2017 uh and so the record label is called low income squad which is just a brilliant name. <laughs> um, so the band itself is a duo. This guy Robin Stewart and Harry Wright. Um, and in one review, they're described as techno, not techno. That reminds me a lot of like disco, not disco. Um, the the darker disco stuff from the '80s. So it seems like I think this is like post techno-y, um, but also close to regular techno. Yeah, this is good stuff. They're weird dudes. In 2011, I want to say they uh, they had a residency and stuff, uh, and then this is the only thing out of the last like five years I could find. I think, um, but then this compilation is like sold out. There was a cassette that they they put out, but it it was snatched up. So. Go out there and make more music, guys. This is awesome. Okay, so now let's go on to number nine. This is Delroy Edwards and Dean Blunt with um, Audio Track Zero One. Uh, so I described this as Villain Splice Chill Rage Funk. stop it there um so this is another pick by your boy me <laughs> uh 
So I found out about this song by listening to my old college radio station in Santa Cruz, KZSE. Uh, and they played a set on Thursday. Um, the, the program is called Radiodrome. Yeah. And the DJ was Cassette Dream. Uh, so he focuses on, like, you know, distorted sounding cassette music. Um, and so Delroy Edwards, uh, I already recognized that guy from his, uh, his albums, uh, the slowed down funk stuff that he did. He released like four or something albums where it's just (laughs) slowed down (laughs) funk and slowed down rap stuff. Again, kind of like DJ Screw. What was I going to say? Uh, it blew me away about how like catchy this was. And it reminds me of like, you know, old days of witch house. Um, but taking all the witchiness out and just leaving the <laughs> the chopped DJ screw vocals and with like, you know, distorted tapist stuff. Um, and then this song in particular has that weird little light. Like it sounds like somebody's like pressing the, <laughs> the play button or like, you know, on like old cassettes, you can just like hit the little stop button and it'll distort it. It sounds almost like, you know, just like slightly tapping the button and just letting it go. It just makes this great pitch distortion. Uh, but he uses that just really well as this percussive thing. And also the the song just kind of like, as it goes on, it kind of crumbles apart. Like, rhythmically, it keeps changing. Like, like where that little bloop bloop thing goes in is constantly shifting. And I think I think the drums are shifting as well. So... It's almost like like your brain tries to make it <laughs> make sense and it doesn't quite. Like I don't even think it's in a time signature. I think it's just shifting around, which is awesome. <laughs> okay. Now let's get back to <clears throat> the next one. So number 8 is Ike Yard, A Dull Life. Uh so this is classic no wave post-punk experimental electronic. <laughs> Ike Yard is one of those bands that everyone can agree on <laughs> is like the ultimate in sixth world music. There's my dog. They were experimental in New York in 1980, which, um, if you know anything about the history of alternative music, like New York was a crowded field, I would say, of new of no wave um, and weird people in general. <laughs> um, but they come out of that crowded field as something original and memorable and uh, genuinely off-putting. Um, so I love the combo that they have of, like, kraut and dub influence uh, and, of course, post-punk as the background. They're they're firmly no-wave and dystopian, but they're capable of, like, 
these nice grooves and melodies and harsh noise. But I think what sets them apart is having that, like, all of that stuff combined with their use of empty space. And I think that's the dub influence. Um, like, everything sounds urgent with them. And, like, like anything can happen. <laughs> it can be, like, just blank, no, blank, uh, no sound, and then a huge, like, piercing sound. Um, so I love that urgency. Um, I will say, I want to do, like, whole episodes of this just focusing on, like, one artist's discography. I feel like Ikeyard would be a great one for that. Um, but if you have any suggestions, you can tell me. Um, also, this, uh, this song is a particular rarity, I guess. So it's, it was unreleased until 2006. It was basically like a B-side or, uh, you know, long-forgotten recording. So it's very interesting. I hadn't heard it. It's very cool. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about number seven. Julia Holter. Um, try to make yourself a work of art. So this is described as Baroque pop, dream, and experimental. I'm going to go to just one clip from it. Okay, so she makes me a little mad, though, because, <laughs> dude, she's only 34, um, which, to give you some perspective, I'm 33, and so she's already just so prolific with what she's done with her life. She's um, collaborated with Jean-Michel Jarre, um, released eight albums, um, including one on a play by Euripides, which is pretty cool. Um, I think she's had, like, a top ten release i was looking up on her wikipedia page um so yeah one to watch out for she seems like she is um only rising in her output and uh sophistication so she's awesome all right but moving right along we're getting close to the top five here number six dna not moving so this is post-punk experimental noise pop change um so hell yeah uh dna another classic um no wave band but way earlier they're from 78 um 
but I love that rhythm. I love that noise. I just love DNA. Um, <laughs> they're another band where you could do a whole, a whole thing on them. Although they only have like one album's worth of material, they're just so prolific. Um, so the band Blonde Redhead, for example, got their name from a DNA song called, I think, Blonde Redhead. <laughs> um, so these guys are no wave legends, New York legends, um, and rightfully so. Um, so that one album that they have of like every song, I'm definitely going to try to get on vinyl because uh, it's just too good. These guys are amazing. All right, so number five, let's talk about Tim Hecker um, with Black Refraction. Uh, so this is described as glitch drone and perfume in a prison cell. Tim Hecker. This is from 2013. Um, pretty prolific guy in ambient and field recording music. Um, actually, my friend got me into Tim Hecker, I would say, in probably 2014. Um, Tim Hecker is quite the eccentric guy. I know that he, uh, he kind of goes around all over the place and does field recordings in different countries. This song in particular is very melancholy and sweet. But it would be boring if it wasn't for the cool, like, background little field recording things that he puts into there. Um, very cool. Makes it interesting. Um, and I love, uh, at the end of this song, it kind of falls apart. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's do a little sample of that. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the, the ballroom guy, you know? <clears throat> what was his name? Yeah, the caretaker. Yeah, reminds me a little bit of that. I bet he would love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just really does great at, like, uh, using minimal stuff, but still playing with expectations and everything. All right. Um, <laughs> now, brace yourself for this next one. This is number four. This is R-H-Y Yao with I Have Hurt You Today, and I'll Do It Again.
holy shit. Um, so yeah, this is one that, uh, that disturbs me a lot. Um, man, that's, that's rough. It's <laughs> amazing. So I was surprised. I didn't know about this guy, but he's been active since 1993 and he's a local San Francisco guy. I could have been seeing this guy. Um, I, I love that. I love that he's from San Francisco. Um, <laughs> And so his imagery, too, uh, just looking up this guy, do yourself a favor, look up R-H-Y-Y-A-U, so Y-A-U. Yeah, it just has pictures of him, like, throwing up and, like, trying to, it looks like he's, like, trying to pull off his face with his hands or, like, putting his fist in his mouth. Um, <laughs> he just seems like a great guy, <laughs> really interesting. Um So he describes himself um, and his music as action concrete which is cool, like, so hearkening back to music concrete, um, and kind of, uh, sound collage, and approaching music as you would, like, an art canvas, um, but action, that kind of brings up the, uh, you know, primitivist art of, like, early 1900s, um, which I really appreciate, um, it actually does remind me a little bit of some bands I've seen in San Francisco, uh, especially this one band, Murder Murder. Um, but but they had a lot more saxophones. They had like two or three saxophonists. Um, but yeah, R H Y Yao. Um, definitely scary stuff. Um, <laughs> I definitely want to throw it on at like a party or something. Uh, and I guess, uh, oh yeah, looking up at the comments of like this YouTube video that has this song they're talking about like local radio in in san francisco playing it which is super cool 89.3 the local um local public radio so definitely cool stuff okay let's check out number three i'm just blown away by that guy yeah r-h-y yow hell yeah um so this one is a stone cold classic the thing by ennio maricone Croy, not a beer. I know what you're thinking. Um, I'm actually very sick. I don't think I could drink beer. <laughs> okay, so this is a Stone Cold classic again from 1982. Obviously, it's the theme song from The Thing, um, but that uh, it's just very iconic. That bum 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 bum. <laughs> um, so I didn't know this, but there's an interesting backstory to the soundtrack's creation. I always thought it was just John Carpenter, right? But I guess Ennio Maricone was this Italian composer who was famous for working on westerns, and John Carpenter was, like, obsessed with him doing the soundtrack, and he, like, tracked him down, and he said, you gotta do it, and then Ennio Maricone recorded, like, hours worth of material or something, like two hours, and then John Carpenter got it, oh yeah, and Ennio Maricone didn't 
see the film yet, didn't have any idea, and so <laughs> Carpenter didn't use hours of it, hours of the material, and he even re-recorded it. So, like, Ennio Americone was quoted like, like, why did you even, like, get me if you weren't going to use my music? And, I don't know, John Carpenter's just crazy obsessive, and so he recorded it all himself, and that's why it sounds really sparse. He even described it himself as, like, incomplete sounding and kind of, like, rushed. But he ended up using it, so I guess he loved it. Um, but it's awesome. And it became, you know, like, his classic sound. So that works out. <laughs> all right. So we're getting down to the top two, man. Final, final two. All right, and it wouldn't be a final two without this band. So this is Swans with Seal It Over. Um, so this is classic no-wave, classic noise rock. No-wave really represented on this list, by the way. said about how amazing swans are um obviously they started in 1982 um and they're as prolific as you can get in noise and experimental rock i would say um but if you haven't heard of them uh definitely listen to them now (laughs) this is a pretty good taste of it um this song yeah speaking of this song it's a um kind of a rarity it's from 91 uh they released this rarities album called body to body job to job which has um, some great gems on it for sure. Um, yeah, it reminds me a little bit of of the Anal Staircase by Coil, with that like shrill kind of like I don't know. It it sounds like a hallway or something that. <laughs> but I like this even better than the Anal Staircase, and I and I love the Anal Staircase. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> okay. Um, so, we only got one more, guys, and then then we got one last thing after that, but this is the number one. This is Chicks on Speed, the world's worst band in the world. Um, so, I described it as Speed, Nursery Rhyme, Nipple Erector Core. Let's check it out. Barbie on this nipple, nipple erectors. Outer body llamas, it's the phone bill from hell. Hard drinking housewives, haircuts that kill. When people work shorter and live by the water. Hard drinking housewives, haircuts that kill. It's the Texas Nazis, the snails on acid, inflatable boy clans. 
clams. Clam. That's not a clam. Or is it a clan of boy clans? Clam. Clamming around your clan. You can imitate us, plagiarize us, even steal our name. But no matter how hard you try, you will never be the same. We are hard-drinking housewives. All right. Yeah, we had to get to that change up. Okay. So this is basically proto-electroclash, but this was from their 2009 uh, album, I believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this brings me back, man. Uh, this was my shit in high school for sure. Basically, Chicks on Speed are more of an art project than a band, especially originally. Um, and why I love them is that they are like the truest Dada artist that you can have. Um, <laughs> they literally as far as, like, music goes. Um, they met at an art school in Munich, number one, uh, and they threw illegal shows with, um, music and art exhibitions. So music was just kind of, like, an afterthought. Um, and I, I, I mean, you gotta have music at a party. So, um, <clears throat> I guess one of them was pretending to be a DJ, and, they would play a backing track of their, like, songs that they made that were jokes. Um, and then they would smash records while while that played. So the idea is that they're this <laughs> this DJ group that doesn't actually play. Um, and then, coupled with that art show, they also created a record label, which um, systematically releases fewer and fewer records. So it started with, like, ten releases, and then nine, then eight all the way down to zero, until then, it wasn't a record label anymore. Uh, <laughs> which is great. So this is basically an anti-capitalist statement saying that, like, the point of of anything in music is to grow, and basically anything in general. So they're like, okay, we're going to make something that doesn't grow. We're going to release something that dies purposefully. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Um their first song, also, was a cover of Warm Leatherette by The Normal, which is great. Um, and they also did a cover of Mind Your Own Business by Delta Five. Those are just, like, some of the greatest songs you could cover. And they do a, they do a good job at them. Um, it's, like, as good as it gets. Um, and to think that this insane idea and this obnoxious band creates a whole genre called Electroclash, it's just great. You know, it leads to, like, stuff like The Faint, and really, like, the explosion of, like, stuff like, uh, oh, you know, Hot hot Chip, and, like, Justice, and all of those guys. Um, basically, that whole movement of Electro, and then eventually Dubstep, and eventually trap, I guess, um, all comes from, like, this idea of Electroclash, I would say. Electroclash was, was awesome in, like, early 2000s. Uh, Ladytron, um, all those guys, adult, you know? Ah, oh, what is that one guy? Uh, LCD Sound System, also, you know? Those are, like, the, the, uh, <laughs> what happens after this. This is the original statement, though, of just ridiculous, obnoxious, um, 
hodgepodge of stuff, but it also doesn't feel meta in the way that internet culture is now. Like, this doesn't sound at all like um, Vaporwave. Vaporwave is very self-conscious. Um, Electroclash is, like, just ridiculousness uh, without any self-consciousness. They're, they're trying to be abrasive. That's the punk part, I guess. All right. Anyway, so that's number one. Oh, also, that was my pick. That's why I like it so much, obviously. Um, okay. So, now it's time for Weird News with Gary. All right. So, Weird News with Gary from Gary's Basement. Um, so, first, order of business. There's a contest coming on Sixth World Music, uh, so you gotta check that out on reddit slash r slash Sixth World Music. Um, I'm probably gonna participate in it. I wanna do uh, the strange soundtrack one, or maybe the random uh, genre generator. Um, but it seems pretty fun. Right now it's in the planning stages, so anybody can join in. I highly recommend it. Other news. I got a uh, Jad Fair album on vinyl. It was pretty sweet. It's called Golden Heart, and it uh, is, in fact, good. Jad Fair, of course, from Half Japanese. Oh, yeah, the other thing. Shout out to June, Pride Month. Um, so I want to do a shout out to all the delightfully strange music from the LGBTQ community throughout the years. There's countless great acts, uh, but off the top of my head, I really like um, Peaches. Peaches comes to mind. <laughs> so she has this great quote, um, is that there's so much male and female in all of us. And it's a little kitschy and a little dirty, which is great. <laughs> it's like the epitome of the good-naturedness of the LGBT community. So let's sample a little bit of Peaches. So this Peaches song is actually a cover from a, another band called Electric Six. This is classic. All right, I think we're gonna play this out. Girl, I wanna take you to a gay bar. I wanna take you to All right, a gay thanks for listening. Bar. I'll see you next week, hopefully. Gay bar, gay bar, gay bar. <laughs>